Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... <laughs> professional. Professional review on... Canada's Drag Race Season 2. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling... The GNT. Clank. clank and we can actually say clank i am drinking this weekend oh my gosh after what an eight week dry period Barrow um, is having end of seven weeks now and i just thought do you know what let's just have a drink because life is about balance life's about balance you know there's no point um trying to change your your ways of eating uh, a, a different a, a, you know learning a new lifestyle if you're not gonna be realistic about it and you know what yeah. the reality is i'm a drunk you I'm an alcoholic. You're a lush. So I need to. And that's coming from me. <laughs> yeah, Tom, please. <laughs> it's just, now it's a joke when you start adding it in because let's 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 draw the line. You're drunk. Yeah. You need to start taking care of yourself. This is an intervention. So uh, no, I thought I'd have a drink, and I've ordered my favorite Malfoy gin online. Like we're sponsored by them. No, I mean, I think we should stop naming any brands whatsoever exactly. unless we're sponsored. Exactly. I'm having a lovely Negroni. So we're actually colour Tom, you can't say that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Look at you. As RuPaul would say, what'd you call me? Well, um, I think, like, it's... We're, we're colour coordinating beautifully. You've got a lovely blushy peach drink. I've got, like, a deep burnt umber kind of drink. It's really, like, all in the orange spectrum. I'm enjoying it very much. Just say red. <laughs> no, it's not red. It's burnt umber. <laughs> God, it's not yellow. It's lemon sherbet. I think it's a good job that I do the fashion <laughs> reviews, don't you? Oh, God. Um, I... How do you know you're... Tell me you're gay without telling me you're gay. It's burnt umber. <laughs> it's not red. <laughs> it's burnt umber. Um, I would like our listeners at home to know that Paolo has started blackmailing me. Excuse you? He started secretly recording me. He started provoking me and then secretly recording me so they can use it. Everyone always thinks I'm the extra one. If you guys can hear what goes on outside of recording, the way Tom yells, um, the way that Tom belittles me, belittles. the way he is so patronizing. And there I am, no, all meek and honey, innocent, just sweetie, quivering treasure, underneath, just quivering. Darling, just the way sugar cone. Tom, no. I've got evidence. I recorded it because no. I'm over it. I'm over people thinking that you're the good guy. Well, I am the good person. I am. Uh, I am beautiful, inside and out. And externally. Okay, I do two character illusions and I do many accents, none of which I've mastered (laughs) on the Las Vegas stage. What are your character illusions, by the way? Sorry? What are your character illusions? I can do... You've got two, apparently. uh, No, that's my accents. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) I can do many characters, Tom. Thank you. Okay, let's just leave it there. You've got a box full of characters. Let's just talk about Canada's Drag Race because that's what we're doing. It, we want to say the, the weather outside is frightful, but the, the atmosphere in here is, so is delightful. delightful. The, uh, it's snowing outside. Um, it's November in the UK and the snow is starting to fall. Um, but it's lovely and cozy in here. And I remember I'm re- the first really looking time, forward to this uh, podcast. The first time I saw snow was in London when I moved here. And I, was, I, was, I just finished a shift at the f- infamous XXL mm-hmm. bar uh, in London where I used to work. 
Wow. Um, I, I got home in the early hours, about 5 a.m., and I just went and I got into my room, and then one of my flatmates were like, oh, it's snowing, you know. I'd never seen snow before. So, so I was like, no, it's not. So I opened the curtain and it was snowing. So then I ran outside and I was running through the snow and making snow angels and spelling <laughs> my name in the snow. And it's one of those like, it was, uh, it was one of those council type like buildings where there was like all these flats around and then mm-hmm. there's that shared grass area in the middle. Yep. And that's where I was on my lonesome. And everyone was coming out and laughing. <laughs> They're like, and they're like, yeah, have have your fun, and, just, and I was, I was, I've Aww. never seen snow, and I just felt like I was in the movies, and I think I was singing a lot of Anastasia because you know yes, it's set in course. Russia and it of snows course, a lot, yes. so I was singing Frozen. I didn't sing Frozen, no. They mean I'm not cliche. Come on. Come off, come I have class. That's so Thank adorable. You. I guess it's something we take for granted here in the UK. Just we do get this. Well, most years, I guess. Um, but yeah, we're having a chilly but cosy day. We're very cosy inside here. And um, it feels very fitting for Drag Race Canada, you know, land of the north and snow and things like that, such like wrapping nice, up warm. Nice segue. Coziness. Yes. Nice yes, yes. Let's have a recap on last week. Last week we had the board challenge. Congratulations to Isis for winning. Yeah. So it's significant for two reasons, really, because we've got our first girl to get two wins and our first girl with a win to leave. Yeah, Cynthia's yeah. gone. So, like, um, obviously she was our Snatch Game winner. So, she, you know, I loved Cynthia. I thought she was fab. She had, like, this natural sense of humour. Um, and, unfortunately, the ball just wasn't her forte. It's like, it's not that her looks were bad. They mostly missed the mark. Like, her rock and roll look was not rock and roll enough. She looked gorgeous, but she wasn't rock and roll enough. And her her fugly look just wasn't fugly. She looked too pretty. <laughs> like, what a unique problem to have, eh? Yeah, I struggle. I, I really struggle... Do you know what the, the funny thing is? I think to her that was ugly. But it's so imagine, funny. Imagine, it's so being, funny imagine being so beautiful <laughs> that yeah. you're ugly is still just too pretty. Just gorgeous. It's like, what else can I do? I thought I looked ugly. <laughs> this is ugly to me. Can you imagine? I would say, much as I love Cynthia, she did fall down with the actual constructed look as well. That was just. The fit was a bit off and stuff, and it didn't it didn't look like what it's supposed to look like. So I saw Cynthia going much further. So it was. A I bit did about, too. Oh. I but named like, her in the first episode. Actually. The writing was on the wall for that episode. It was a third time in the bottom as well. Yeah, but you know, both her and Kendall did a beautiful lip sync that we enjoyed very very much. Um, Isis, I loved Isis's looks last week, and I I posted um, the. Just because I love, you know, the 80s and cartoons and Jam the Holograms and all that shite. Um, I loved... um, It's not shite. No, I know, but it kind of is, but it's lovable shite. It's it's shite that gives me life. Um, the the pizzazz look I loved so so much and I post and I don't I can't think of another post that I put up that's had like such universally positive comments like it really triggered something in people in terms of, like nostalgia and just like warm feelings maybe it's because the people who could understand those references mm. weren't sixteen year olds or fifteen year olds and I and, and I seem to always come for them but they're the ones who are loose cannons with their opinions <laughs> they really they are really the minute are. they didn't like anything they're just like troll 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 
soul. Whereas those who do understand yeah. um, Jim and the Holograms, who do understand that reference, who who watch that, they're our age, yeah. 20, 23. So they're going to be a bit more measured and consistent. <laughs> and, yeah. But they're our age. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that everyone our age and in our 30s are going to be like, oh, no, that's, no, of there, course. There are a lot of trolls, whatever age you are. But I think those, uh, we're more likely to be a bit more positive and I less, think so. less and likely to be. I think life by that age has taught you the impact of saying things that aren't pleasant. And you, you tend to yeah. try and say more pleasant things, I think. I love Jim. And I was telling you the other night um, how I used to, when I was a young straight boy, uh, yes, how yes. I used to sneak into my mom's room and go through her little jewellery box oh. and wear her <laughs> clip earrings. And I used to always like pretend I was Jim and I'd touch my earrings and then I'd sing a different song. <laughs> and like, Jim I'd, is truly a rager. Yeah, I would do that. Truly, truly, truly. <laughs> and then I'd touch it again and then I'd sing another song. And I just every time I touched it, I was like a different. That is diva. adorable. Oh look, now I'm Beyonce. Oh oh, now I'm Tony Braxton. Oh oh oh, now I'm Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure everyone did that. Um, but I uh, yeah. So when I see so, references like these, it's it is it is what I feel as nostalgia. For me, um, it was we, like we didn't like gem to my knowledge, was not like syndicated in the same way in the UK that Transformers was. So I always think of Jam as like the sister to Transformers because they were both Hasbro franchises with the same um, cartoon production company as well. Uh, Griffin Bacall, I think it was. Um, and actually the same voice cast um, and the same animation house. So they're, they're kind of brother and sister. And I was obsessed with Transformers, still am. And... But whenever I got a VHS, VHS of Transformers, there'd always be an advert for Gem on there. And being, if you don't know what a VHS is, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Absolutely. Um, okay. The, or a cassette player <laughs> or a Sony Walkman. I know. Okay. Right. You, need, you need a, this is not the podcast for you. Please find another RuPaul's Drag oh Race podcast. <laughs> it's such a, yeah. But like I would, um, like, I'd see the advert for Gem. And as a, a little gay boy who didn't really know that I was a little gay boy, I was like, that's fascinating and I need to be a part of that. But I don't really know how. I've not been exposed to that yet. And then I actually caught up with Gem actually in my 20s. And I've watched them all and I feel very well versed in Gem. But it's different for me because I came to it later, even though I knew about it when I was a child. But you clearly well, could you, see it when you were You child. watched the adult version motherfucking previously on motherfucking Gem. That guided me to actual Gem. <laughs> So anybody that out there who's not seen... Was it a pathway drug to, it really uh, was. to, to homosexuality? Like, anybody out there who's not seen Jizz and the Mammograms on YouTube ah, by um, Sienna the Anima, like, please watch it, because it's one of the best pieces of art in the world. Like, not for the faint-hearted, very pan-offensive. But if you ask me, if something's pan-offensive and you're offending everyone, you're not really offending anyone, because you're offending everyone. Yeah, okay. So there's nobody who's being victimised. Because everyone's being victimized. There you go. This is the trick for a roast, which we know was going to be happening mm-hmm. today. Um, I saw a lovely comment on the Instagram about someone who understood Blue's Clothes. Thank you very much, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently And merch Blue's will was be coming out. Dogs do not go to university. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel very judgmental in respect because who am I to say that dogs can't go to university? Yeah, Tom. You're cancelled. I am cancelled. Okay, you're cancelled. <laughs> people, people, we apologise. <laughs> I want you to tweet an apology out immediately. Yeah. Um, we're on episode six now. We already know what to roast from um, I mean, the last week in the stuff, previews. Yeah. So we've said goodbye to Cynthia. Um, Kendall Gender had survived for a slip sync. Let's have a quick look at what this next episode brings. 
and we're back in the workroom. We're back. Again, recapping, Cynthia's gone, Kindle Gender is still here, but I want to say this, I am really loving Pythia's energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving seeing a different side to what I think is um, quite a, a nice and thoughtful and caring drag queen. What I've seen in the last uh, three minutes is Pythia coming for Isis for winning the last challenge. Specifically her saying, congratulations, you really worked that underwear and just draped things. That's the height of design. Like, that is... That is a- I think it is. The roast has started. It's, the, it, roast the roast has started. started. Let's get this roast to cook in. <laughs> I, I, I think it's nice, to, like you say, it's nice to see a slightly saltier side to the very sweet pithy that we've seen so far. I do think she's expressed, I think she's probably somebody who struggles to express her anger directly. So it comes out as slightly passive aggressive humor. But like, that's fine. You can feel your feelings, Pythia. We're not here to invalidate you. I would disagree though, because like, Yes, sure, Pythia's garment was beautifully constructed. And yeah, sure, Isis's was mainly underwear and drapery. However, it felt like you could see that work had gone into it and her makeup was great and everything. Um, I do think the overall effect is the most important thing. And like Isis told this amazing story and she looked every inch the Cenobite from Hellraiser. Like she could have walked into Dracula. They did actually do a Cenobite um, challenge first episode of season two. Tell you what, though, like online, like got an amazing response from the um, uh, the pizzazz look, the rock and roll look. People loved it. It was like such a great sense, sense of nostalgia for people, I think. And I'll tell you why that is. It's because mm-hmm. people who can, who understand that reference jizz in the hologram sorry jim in the hologram <laughs> you're mixing two separate concepts there because there is jizz in the mammograms which is an amazing youtube s- series by cmd Motherfucking previously uh, and motherfucking motherfucking jizz. Jizz, which is like guys like i'm sure our pr- listeners would love it actually but like if you've not before please check it out it is amazing it's pan offensive not for the faint of heart but it's so so funny and it's a redubbed offensive version of Gem. The people who, as I was saying, the people who understand that mm-hmm. reference from your Instagram, where you're comparing her look to one of the girls from the Misfits from Jim and the Holograms, are people who are our age, who are yeah. rightfully in their young 30s and who know <laughs> what it's like to um, get, uh, who, who know the repercussions of being a bully. Who yeah. know the repercussions of saying something mean, what they, what they can do to people, who understand that. So, and it's these people who have that nostalgia. Yeah. Um, well, who are the ones writing these comments? You know, it's the 15-year-olds with a TikTok account who are <laughs> quick to mm. um, to quick to give their opinions and troll online. But it's a difference with our, our Sony Walkman, CD cassettes, <laughs> VHR. VHS um, watching, yeah. VHS watching people who are our age. I think you're right in this sense because obviously there are plenty of like lovely and sensitive teenagers out there who wouldn't say shitty things but i think in general exactly as you said life teaches you not to be a shit bag and yeah. not to say mean things to people whether it's to their face or online 
And so, yeah, it's probably something to do with it. But also people just get like a lovely nostalgic sense of warmth from something like Jam and the Holograms. Absolutely. I used to um, sneak into my mom's jewellery box when I was younger, when I was a straight young boy. <laughs> straight, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Watching Jam and the Holograms <laughs> with my brothers, by the way. Let me just... Really? Well, yes, with my brothers. They're like four, Jam's hot, four... Um, first of all, we don't speak like that. <laughs> God, we're not, we're not a savage. We're not like sitting at a pub with a pint. Bloody hell. We're like, we're like eight year olds, eight year olds with our soda. If anything, or milk. No, we used to all watch it and we really enjoyed it because it was music. And I, I come from a very musical family. Yeah. And the idea of watching someone who would sing and transform into different um, artists. Mm-hmm. And there was always a song in the episode. So there were like something three about songs per episode. The production values of that show were amazing. I think so. That's what we liked. But as a young kid watching Jim and the Holograms, I used to sneak into my mom's room. I used to put on her clip-on earrings, and I used to like sing a song. Aww. And every time I used to touch my earring, I'd sing a different song. You'd be like, like synergy. I'd be like, transform. Now I'm Mariah Carey. Oh, now I'm Tina Turner. And then, oh, <laughs> now I'm Tony Braxton. That's what I used to do growing up. You Adorable. Know? So, yeah, as again, it's that nostalgia. People see that photo and then they see someone our age paying homage to yeah. our nostalgia. And it just, it takes you back. It's the same thing as I was saying a couple of weeks ago about Blue's Clues, how um, Steve had come back on TikTok and was uh-huh. um, saying, hey, everyone, how's it going? And I was telling you about it. And there was that mm-hmm. lovely comment on your Instagram saying um, that, yes, Blue's Clues was a thing and that dogs, um, she's waiting for the merchandise for <laughs> dogs don't go to university. Who am I Who am I to tell dogs they can't go to university is what <laughs> yeah, I say. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Jam, though, I, I do love it. I think we've got slightly different experiences, although it is nostalgic for me in a different way. I only actually watched Jam in my 20s, probably after watching Jizz and the Mammograms. But, like, I remember, because when I was little, I was obsessed with Transformers. Sorry, sorry. You, only because you watched Jizz and the whole. Just the mammograms, yeah. That was the gateway drug to the And then original. I was like, well, I need to know more about Jam. Because, um, like... When I was little, I was obsessed with Transformers. And whenever I watched Transformers on a VHS tape, you inevitably had the trailers for other things. So Jem was always on. I was like, this is fascinating. How do I gain access to this? But we didn't really have it like on TV in the UK. Um, but like the, it was actually the same production company. I think it was Griffin Bacall. Um, same animators, same voice actors, actually, across the two shows. So they're very much brother and sister. And so um, I'm actually quite well versed in Jem. I've watched every episode. First of all, I just want to say this. If you do not know what a VHS tape is, (laughs) if you've never had a Sony Walkman or a Walkman, if you've never had to struggle with having to walk like a ballerina with a Sony Walkman (laughs) because... A Discman, you mean. A Discman because it would skip. If, if, If you don't know what a cassette tape is, this is not... You are not in the wrong right Don't podcast. Don't exclude our younger <laughs> listeners. They, you okay. know, these are experiences. I'm sure they can appreciate vicariously. There was a TikTok that I saw about a youngin finding young a, a finding a VHS tape what and going, is "What is this? What is this?" <laughs> and I was just there going, "You better! Oh my gosh! Why I feel very attacked right now?" But like, imagine what? finding a VHS now and not knowing, like, well, I don't have a device to put it into. There are no v, no VHS players. Um, Crazy. 
It's just... It's like, it's a lost artifact. Who will ever be able to reveal what is on this tape? You know how there's their red wig and a silver dress? Mm. You must be Davina. <laughs> now it's going to be black underwear and chains. <laughs> you must be Isis. You must be an Isis. Because you must be a couture. Yeah, I thought of y'all could have done that. Um, yeah, Perthia, come through. Come, work, more. Come now, the through. mini challenge this week is called Fashion Police. And I want to um, I want to play that with you, actually. Go on. Basically, they're going to toot and boot certain looks. And um, the looks that they tooted and booted, I want to see what we think about that, okay? Okay. Now, the first look that they had to do was... Isis's entry look. Now think of a tartan um, gown with um, a big pink panther hat. <laughs> pink panther. I thought this was gorgeous. It was it sorry, was, Carmen San Diego hat. Yeah, it was very fab. It was um, very kind of like the Argentine Ralph Lauren collection. I I loved this. I said from the outset, I was like, she is standing out as a fashion queen. I loved it. It was too... I mean, the construction and everything no, was... a tick, rather. That's what we say. The tick or fleek. The tick. The tick. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I know that it looks good. I don't like it personally because I don't like the colour. And I'm all about You colour. know that it looks good, but you do not like it. Yes, because you're saying it looks good. And I'm like, okay, well, apparently it looks good, but I don't like it because I don't like the colour. You're entitled to your opinion. Thank you. Number two is Pythia versus Kendall Gender, the devil and nun look. Quickly, who was your favourite? Well, I liked them both for different reasons. I actually preferred Pythia's nun and I preferred Kendall's devil. No, too vague. <laughs> too vague who was your favorite but to pick one overall it would be pythia okay mine's kindle okay work number three is kimura's homage to deborah cox and by homage to deborah cox she really meant homage to who was it someone else as deborah cox as this no, one no it's deborah cox as josephine baker as josephine baker yeah. well this is interesting because she's undeniably beautiful love this color on her she's every inch the showgirl will say um Kimura does have quite a lot of gorgeous pageant gowns and she could be critiqued for a little bit of Bianca Del Rioism coming down the stage. However, having said that, she looked beautiful. So I can't, I can't boot it. But it didn't give me Josephine Baker. Maybe I'm being ignorant, but, you know, I know she was a showgirl, but also I think of Josephine Baker and I think of more burlesque. I think of more the banana skirt. I think of more that... Skin. Skin, I, yeah. I, I see skin. I see soft porn. Oh, <laughs> but isn't that what she was kind of accused of? Because that was in those days. Oh, I mean, she was what she, she was, was wearing was very scandalous. She was there amazing. Yeah, that's what I think of. Um, but I tweeted it because it's just lovely. Yeah, I mean, I've got to tweet it. Yeah, yeah. Who wore it better, Pythia or Suki Doll? Uh, this this is, is a traffic cone look. It's a funny one because it's not kind of... to be mistaken for River Midway's point <laughs> traffic cone look. Traffic cone trend look. Um, it's hard for me to say because I just see kind of like silly campy traffic cone looks in right, my head. Right, I'm, I'm, I'll. No. One of them had like goggles and was a bit more elevated. Was that Pythia? I think so. Go on then. I'll, I'll say that one. I liked Suki, um, just because I like Suki. <laughs> Just because she's gone, and so I feel like we need to give um, more, more shine more lights on the queens. We who need have, to who remember Suki at yeah. every opportunity. Exactly. Geometrics, David Bowie look. Well, you know, sort of David Bowie in the sense that it was like one legged, so it's vaguely Kansai Yamamoto. Um, 
I actually didn't hate this look. I just think that it was such a strong week that she ended up in the bottom. I actually think overall she looked pretty and she could have been like one of Pan's people or something in the 70s. I agree. I'm going to too. I'm going to too. I like it as well too. So that brings it to the end of the mini challenge and the winner for that because the girls actually had to act like they were hosts on Fashion Police. Um, the winner for that challenge was Kendall Gender. I thought Kendall was one of the funniest. Isis is good as well. Uh, I noticed Kimura and Geometric okay. and Kendall. I thought it was, you know, it was a cute and interesting mini challenge. I wouldn't be averse to this being a recurring one. Yeah. Because I think it's a really funny and interesting format that lets the queens shine. Um, I can hear your Negroni just in your hand. Yeah. Can you just take a sip and then put it down, Tom? No, Don't do that. Don't. I'm, I'm like thoughtfully swelling it around, you know? No, because someone could be driving on the way to work right now. Or someone could be like doing the dishes <laughs> or trying to like handle their children. And you're I'm just teasing them, them. No, you're teasing you're them. To sleep with the They're ASMR. like, well, maybe they need a drink to get through work. Stop it. Guys. Just give in to temptation. Have a drink. That's what I say. <laughs> and that's what he does. That's what he says. And that's what he does. So, uh, no temptation. He's straight uh, to the liquor. As Frank Furter says, give yourself over to absolute pleasure. The Maxi Stage Challenge, as we already know, is the roast. Now, the thing is, the roast is of Brooklyn Heights. And I do not believe for one second that Brooklyn is happy about this. I believe that they brought the idea to Brooklyn and she was like, are you kidding me? These girls are already too familiar. I'm not getting the same respect as RuPaul and now you're giving them license to come for me? Got a license to kill. I mean, uh, can we can we just... Uh, uh, is this, what? this is what RuPaul has asked for, uh, okay? All I, right. I think you're entirely right in the sense that that is Brooklyn's instinct in this situation. Like, Brooklyn does not want people to be making fun of She's poised. She's perfection. She's glacial. Having said that, she's also incredibly smart. And I think Brooklyn knows the impact of positive PR and what is more positive than letting people laughing at yourself and like having a chuckle at people making jokes at you. She knows that this is this is really, really good for her image. Her laugh's gonna be fake. It's gonna be a five, six, seven, eight, and fake. And fake. <laughs> That's what her laugh's gonna be. She's gonna choreograph it. Okay. Five and six and ha <laughs> stop. <laughs> what do you That's think will be more fake? Um her laughter in this in this or um her relationship with Yes. I was trying to think about how to not be horrible in saying that. Hmm, which is more fake? <laughs> I mean, her relationship with Vanji was absolutely fake. Oh, I, I just felt for Vanji because Vanji was in it. Yeah. 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 I mean, she was used. Of course, you're going to be angry. Um, but for someone to have the audacity to do that, you need to look at their character, which tells me that Brooklyn's very calculating. So when it she's comes a smart to some girl, yeah, very so she, smart. So she knows that this is going to be good for her image. She's going to look humble. She's mm. going to look humble. Every so this is going to be a very hard moment like a for humble her. Penguin, yes. Kendall chose the order of it. She's put herself first, which I've always said. A um, for me, I would want to go first because I'd want to get it over and done with. And also because I want to get first dibs at jokes. Because it's, it's, Totally. For a confident comedian and you think you're going to do okay, go for it. Yeah. 
do it get over and done with but also get first steps of the jokes because if you're not first what you're doing when you're waiting for your turn in a roast especially mm-hmm. is you're trying you're playing bingo the minute you hear someone tell that joke you're crossing off the joke that you yep. have that's similar and then i mean gosh imagine like then your set is dwindled right down and then i think sometimes you have to think of other jokes to think of to fill in that slot because you're totally. given the time um but and also well that's the benefit but but then again to start it off you have to be very confident you have to have enough energy to wake up a whole audience of a room because everyone's there waiting 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 anticipation you have to be the first one you're going in there you're breaking the ice you're 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 setting the tone Mm -hmm. there's a lot of expectation on you you have to lift the crowd so that's the downside of going first the, the order then goes Adriana, Gia, Pythia, Isis with Kimura closing out. Yeah, I guess like she, she says quite frankly to Kimura or Isis, she feels like they're the stronger comedians who could close it out. So I actually don't think Kendall's being particularly shady in this situation. I think she's genuinely trying to think of creating a good show. Like Kimura's got the persona. I've said it before. I do think Isis is funny as long as she's getting that feedback and she's feeling her oats on stage absolutely i agree with you and i said it last week there's mm. something about for me about isis yeah very tinkerbell you're uh, right it's it's very she gets validation from the audience and that gives her confidence yeah so when she's going up there and telling jokes she's going to do well but if she doesn't get a good reaction from the audience it the same audience that can give her validation is the same audience that can take all her confidence away. Energy. Exactly. Yeah. I get, we, this is what happens when you rely on the energy of other people um, to give you your confidence. So Kimura, is, Kimura goes for it. And I think it's a smart move from Kimura because Kimura needs to stand out at this point. Like Kendall, she's the only girl without a win. Um, so she needs to go for it. Um, so smart girls, go for it girls. Um, Isis, Isis is, you know, she's a little bit comfortable in a way. It's like Isis can kind of do whatever she wants this episode. She's fresh off a win. Sure, she's had a bottom two placement before, but, you know, anyway. Then you've got your girls in the middle who I feel it's kind of almost an arbitrary placement. Adriana, Gia, and Pythia. Do you expect any of those girls to be really funny? Well, you was it you that said that there was a dictionary in front of there Adriana was, in the workroom when she's thinking of her jokes? I mean, I just find that so... Hard. And one thing that I have to say is that a lot of the queens, when you're not a natural host slash comedian, mm-hmm. when you can't just rely on your humor and your words, you have to find ways of using your strength as a performer or whatever and applying that to the challenge. And I think of queens like um, Bam! Alexis Mateo and, and Yara, Yara Sofia, Sofia. Yes, yes, who yes, use yes. their physical performance, who use mm. characters. Coco Montrese season, um, season five. Coco was definitely obviously English is her first language, but she was character based. But she, she, she yeah. is. She's not a comedian, but she is an amazing performer. And Coco's, what Coco Montrese did is she found a way of using her performance and her characters Co- to get her through. So she that's what she did. She created a character, and it was more of a physical kind of comedy. She found. She found her strength as a comedian through this character performance. Um, one thing I'm going to slightly contest there is that, like, Coco's not a comedian with a capital C, 
but she's very funny and she had one of the best like runs of confessionals Sorry, for most a, seasons. A funny person and a comedian are two different things. Okay, but that's what I'm saying, you know, she's not a comedian in inverted commas, but she's a very funny girl. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like Pythia, I see maybe Pythia could fall into the trap of overthinking because she's so cerebral. Um, Gia, Gia's got a sense of comedy about her. Adriana, like I do think Adriana is an effervescent queen who comes alive on stage. So I hope she can take the the route similar to girls before her, as you've mentioned, who don't have English as their first language, where she finds like that effervescent character and just brings it. Cause I think that'll be her funny. She needs to do a character or something performance based. I yeah. mean, I mean, there was one bad example of using your strength, um, which is for me, Courtney act when Courtney act used, mm. she sung a song. Mean gays, they come from in Hollywood. <laughs> they call the mean gays. And then, and then, and the mean gays. I mean, I didn't, I, I thought that was cringe. I, I thought it was mean. cringe, but I think that was the only way that she thought she could apply herself confidently into this was from using her, um, singing talents or her her background performance as a, as a singer. No, sorry. When you said geometric, there's something that the G I found, um, like whoa about geometric and the rehearsal she said she doesn't so like the rehearsals aren't we yeah she she, mm. she didn't like being mean or what was that about you remember she, she said that she had real difficulties with anger management in her younger days um so it that might be a barrier for her i, I that was a very it felt like a very vulnerable moment for her because it makes me think gosh dear what have you been through kind of like what have you experienced that generated that anger in you um, and also admiration because clearly you've overcome that and you've become a person who empathizes more with other people and manages your your emotions better. So like kudos for that. Um, but she sees that as a barrier and kind of like being mean because the skills that she has applied to herself to manage that anger and the perhaps element of emotional instability, she's also seeing now as, as a, yeah, it's like a filter she's applied that she's going to struggle to overcome. One thing they teach you in acting school or drama school is how to use past experiences, um, memories, and accessing those emotions. And I feel that when Geometric can, I, I don't think she can at the moment, I don't know, but when she can learn to um, access those memories without falling victim to overcoming her yeah. she can learn just to be like okay cool for example i need to do a performance um in the, the song course for me to be rage mm-hmm. and if you can access a true emotion it makes your performance more true mm-hmm. and i just feel like when she learns how to do this it would only make her a stronger performer yeah but I don't think she's there yet. And yeah, I think it sounds she's like she doesn't feel safe no, to yeah, do that. I think, but, yeah. I, I think she feels dabbing into it will take her right back to that person that she yeah. didn't want to be. Yeah. So maybe she's not there yet. But when she can learn how to access these emotions um, and use it for her performance, I think she's going to be such an amazing, amazing artist. So we're obviously, we're on to the rehearsal now, aren't we? <laughs> well, just little things with the rehearsals. There wasn't yeah. much in it. And, and again, we'll just, again, if in the proper one and the actual Matthew challenge, we can refer back to the rehearsals. Okay. I guess one thing I'd like to mention is it feels like a little bit of a Kendall spotlight episode. She won the mini challenge. That's often a little conduit to having like a starring episode, even le- leading to a win. Um, and she gets a lot of praise 
and she's fab actually yep. you know we've always said about kendall she's a performer and she comes live on stage yep. and she's expressive and that- oh absolutely she mm. has expressions for days she does which i love about her so that that could translate well to this um i guess before we move on other than what we've mentioned there with previous um uh roast challenges or comedy challenges, because not every rupaul comedy challenge has been a roast favorites from the past go um, I look. We just saw Ella of the Days. What a, um, what a amazing professional! Like, even if somebody... she came for me, <laughs> even if she came for you, even if she attacked me online, she um, she cyberbullied you. Let's call cyber. a spade. Um, she came to our Instagram <laughs> page and publicly came for me. Uh, so, um, but you know what? I'm a I'm a grown man. I'm a grown ass man, and mm. I I'm gonna rise above mm. it. You are like a like a phoenix. like a phoenix. <laughs> Did you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, um, no. But your yeah. new man is a is a dun, dun, and I'm the remix and I rise like a phoenix. There we go. There something like that. Um, I think her roast was amazing, but I stand true to the statement. Mm-hmm. My favorite roast is Utica. <laughs> oh, no, her roast. <laughs> no, was hilarious. It was more that her rehearsal roast. And then a combination of that with a finale. But the whole Simone and Pumba. <laughs> she uh. called RuPaul Pumba. And then she did the whole whale. Well, I thought you spoke whale. And then um, Michelle was like, that's means. And then she looked at Lani Love and said, are you triggered? You know, whales, because you're. And then she did the whole, like, she with signaled the, the whole, you're, you're fat. With her fingers. Um, I thought that was hilarious. But I, I, while we're here, I want to talk about the judges now, who was the amazing judge we just had in UK for Kathy the UK? Burke, Kathy Burke is, is just a comedy legend and the perfect judge for a roast, frankly. Yes, because, because, like, Kathy Burke does not give a fuck. And you have to be that confident. Yeah. You have to understand that you're a professional and these uh, young queens who are trying to make their stamp on a worldwide program, and, and you know, this is a really big deal for them. Mm-hmm. She understood that. She's not intimidated no. by these queens. She's not offended by what these queens have to say. She's been in the business. She's done the damn thing for years. Now, with Lani Love, what I didn't like about Lani is that she actually showed that she was offended, and mm. she came for I know Utica. What you mean. I know what you mean, she yeah. came right back for Utica when Utica said that whale joke and she says um she says something to nina about bombing and she's in much like nani's career and then lani laughed and said you're the one bombing and although that was funny it just for me it's like that's not what you do as a judge mm-hmm. you're like they're this is a, a race for them they're going through so much they're not professional comedians you are they're, yeah they're, you know, this is a challenge for them and for her to do that would just completely put you right off. To give You're, them that bit of like support and encouragement kind of thing, yeah. Look, she she just took her confidence away in that moment and she made it about her. And then she tried to come back, like come back for another professional comedian. If you're at another show watching someone else do it, then you can come for them because they can give it right back. But like this is a drag queen who specializes in maybe fashion or kook. This is not their, this is not their gig. And when she came, yeah, I, d- I didn't like that she came for her because yeah, it just showed okay. that she was bothered. And I, it was just for me, that's not, it's like. I, I do see what you mean. I do see what you mean there. I mean, in that Rose, I think my personal favorite is probably Rose. And I, that, that, 
that joke about RuPaul really sticks in my head. It's like, one of us is a recording artist and one of us is a singer. I thought the delivery was really, really good. And then, but I think that's my favorite roast of all. And that was season five because there were actually like several girls who could have won. So Coco was fantastic, as we've already mentioned. But Jinx in Alaska could have won. Um, just, you know, depending on the whims of the judges felt, they were equally strong. Coco, Alaska and, and Jinx. Um, such good jokes. Uh, what's that one that you love that Jinx meant uh, about Michelle Visage? You quote it quite often. Michelle like, Visage n- is so full of semen, <laughs> period. <laughs> no, seriously, she's a whore. <laughs> It's just so simple. And then Alaska was like using, you know, classic roast tropes, but with like, RuPaul is so old. Her colostomy bag is made out of wood. RuPaul is so old. When she opens her legs, all you can hear is, it's like, it's just like the delivery and everything is so, so good. And Alaska was such a pro. And even Detox, who was like safe that episode um, and got criticized quite a lot. She was still quite strong. Yeah, she said the F word quite a lot, but like, she was still good compared to most roasts. Um, then we've seen other pros like Bianca. I do think, again, Ella of the Day was amazing. Bimini was fab in season two. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really good set from Bimini. Um, so we have seen some great performances over the years. Darian Lake. Darianne, not credited enough, just in general. Darian I would, Lake. I want to see her back for an All Stars. Darianne is an obvious and overlooked All Stars candidate. She was top four in season six. She was a comedian. She was a fabulous lip syncer. She was so so good. Yeah, I mean, she needs to come back. Who was? Who was? The other angle, with, you know, just thinking of the show as well. The other angle, Darianne. She's been on a health journey and she's lost a lot of weight. Um, so, you know, she looks so happy and healthy and I'm so happy for her. Mm. All right. Let's have a, a bit more of a watch. Let's go through the girls one by one and the roast. Okay. Let's now we're get gonna start. this roast to cook in. Let's get this roast to cook in. <laughs> Hello. Hmm. Let's start with Kendall gender. Um, tell me what you think. Kendall's a star. Kendall was great. Um, we've always had a soft spot for Kendall, but it's, it's great to see... I really feel like this week she's stepping into her own and like this is a, a challenge she's excelling at. She's very funny. She made me laugh from the outset. Um, she hit all the judges. She read herself a little bit. Like she definitely ticked all the boxes. I really enjoyed her. What did you think? Um, I think she was good and I'm, I'm so happy that she was good because, you know, yeah. I'm a fan and it's about time that she started to shine mm-hmm, and hopefully mm-hmm. win. I think just from watching her here, we haven't seen the rest yet, but this was a good set. This, this was is, a good set. I'm, um, I'm getting <clears throat> at least top three. She's in the top this week, unless everybody else is like, you know, absolutely super duper stellar this was very very good good energy good confidence i didn't see any reliance on notes so she was very yes. present and very but that's engaging. her strength isn't it connecting with the audience is the strength of kendall she's got expressiveness she looks at people and it's fantastic absolutely her jokes were funny i love the thing about like brooklyn she didn't even paint her face she's not really the queen of the north that's really priyanka um, the stuff about Brad, the stuff about Amanda. I, I, my probable favorite was like, you know, 
who is Emma? Kind of that was our, that was our mini challenge. We had to pretend we knew who Emma was. And scene. <laughs> That's really good. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, it was good vibes. Good comedy set. A good opener. I remember she opened the show. Yes. So she set the tone well for everyone. Uh, and it was good. It was. I mean, top three. I loved her look as well. It was very kind of like neon alaya. Now Adriana was next. Mm-hmm. Um. Thoughts. I thought she looked beautiful. She's giving me kind of like Anne Margaret and Bob Mackie. I thought she like, and I loved the um, the very sixties eye makeup. I thought she, I'd like. I honestly think this is the prettiest in the face I've seen Adriana look. It's very telling that you're starting off with her beauty. <laughs> well, she, she certainly had a shaky start, but she did give us a few laughs. What do you think? She had a shaky start, um, but she picked herself up mm. from there and finished her set. I think I actually thought she was okay by like yeah. the the middle and the end of it. She came through. Um, she she did her jokes. I I don't think she was as confident as I've seen her before, and maybe yes. it was the reliance on English. But I thought she did an okay job. I think <clears throat> she was okay as well because she did definitely give us plenty of laughs, and the. Both the girls and the judging panel appeared to respond quite well to her. And I genuinely thought she had some really funny moments. What was the funniest moment? Um, more than anything, I liked her energy because I just really like Adriana in terms of her energy on stage. I think the funniest bit was when she was talking about like, you say I'm not versatile, but I'm topping and bottoming every week. And then, you know, she made the joke about the other girls who are topping and bottoming and how, you know, we've said it's the very flip flop kind of uh judging energy this season i found that really funny i won't know where she stands until i see the rest of the queens but i think she did a okay job an okay and um a good job yeah i mean obviously compared to kendall we've seen so far she wasn't as good as kendall but Mm. we'll see who comes next well geometric geometric follows her and um she really showed that adriana was funny well gia <laughs> bruce be the third funniest so far um i loved her cath kits and sort of katsu and she looked lovely um but where were the jokes unfortunately i do i do think you know she did make a good go as in the jokes with kind of like reading brooklyn in your face and stuff brooklyn's reaction just prevented us from like entering the funny there if you get me it's like there was funny to be found in the kind of like the cheap hard plastic and the shifty eyes like a like a one of those bargain basement cat clocks things maybe it could have been delivered differently maybe the reaction from brooklyn if it had been warmer would have made us seen it see it as more funny but like she was met with a cold silence throughout were there any bits that made you laugh like in even if they didn't make the judges laugh no no <laughs> I I was laughing at at her, not with her. I was laughing at her how she said some certain jokes um, about. She said, and "Then something about like the lighter." She goes, "I can't if I get a rock and I put up against your face. Mm. We can make fire. Then we can get this roaster cooking. Am I right?" <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> It was funny because I knew that she expected a reaction, but there yeah. wasn't one. And it, re- it just reminded me of La Ganja. Everyone put your lighters up. Ow, oh, the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, if it ain't green, I ain't smoking. Oh, 
Oh. Yes, mama. Oh, God. That's what I really It's like <laughs> that confident energy where you just go with it yes. even though you're not getting a response. That's what it yeah. was. She was confident. And her jokes are like, I'm, like, I'm hot. But I'm not funny. But I get a lot of dick. Like what? Where is? What is? I think that's what a, is the? F- I it don't... was a bad place to start because it, she wasn't reading herself. She was actually kind of like boasting <laughs> about how beautiful she is, and it's like, okay, you are really beautiful, dear. Um, but then, like, if you're gonna start with some sort of comment about yourself, you want to make it a read. Exactly. So we're on board with you. I'm not funny, but I'm hot, and I get so much cock, and I don't gag. And I was like, okay, where are the jokes? <laughs> it's just like I was. Yeah, and, and I started laughing at the whole, like, the confident energy, um, which was sustained throughout. And it just wasn't funny. Yeah. But she was going, you know what it is? It's the um, it's the confidence of being a good-looking person, where Something you're just, where does it, it doesn't matter because I'm hot. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm not hitting the assignment, because at the end of the day, I'm hot. I'm nice to look at. <laughs> yeah. And that should be enough. Yeah. So, and that, yeah. that's yeah. what was funny yeah. for me, was the delusion. Convinced. Oh, she convinced herself. Oh, absolutely. So, she's our third best so far. Let me start on Pythia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not someone who's, for me, who was confident speaking on stage. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from it. Oh, no, maybe not speaking. Maybe she's not confident having to try be funny on stage. It's a very specific task, isn't it? Um, I mean, some of the jokes were funny, but just the way that she delivered it, there was no conviction. I, yes, there I, was. No, I agree with that. I it was agree. like a lot of the times I felt like she was defeated before she even tried to be funny. Yes. I've actually written that um, she seemed a little bit detached and nervous yeah. from the outset. Yeah. And so the that energy translated into the, some of the jokes, unfortunately. Having said that, she did have some jokes in there. And I liked the way that she responded to Brooklyn's heckle. So Brooklyn was all like, uh, you know, I'm still waiting to laugh kind of thing. And then she was like, well, we were all waiting to laugh on your Celine Dion. Well, like no, Celine be, be gone. Very wrong, because that's not how it went down. It was awkward before that happened. No, but I just think that was a good response. And she did pick it up a bit then. Yes, it was awkward before that. It was awkward because when she said, I'm still waiting, she's like, yeah, it doesn't, I don't, I know. I'm like, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and that was I, awkward. I do know what you mean, yeah. Had she done exactly what you said, had she been like, oh, you don't like her? You, this is not funny. Well, we were nothing either. At it, your, it's a, that would have been yeah, better, but it wasn't. It's a bit like she didn't catch the ball and chuck it back. She caught the ball, she fumbled, fumbled with it. it, then chucked it back. And eventually it was good. But yes, there was that lack of kind of like witty return there. It's like it's like she took a moment to realize I've got a joke here in my arsenal that I was going to use anyway that can answer this heckle. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. But I do, I do give her points for having some funny jokes that made us laugh. Um, she wasn't the strongest of the evening so no. far. And like the difference with her and Geometric is that at least Geometric was confident, even though she wasn't funny. Whereas Pythia was not confident at all. She was actually quite stiff, quite awkward. Um, yeah. There's again a lack of connection with the audience and she struggled to make eye contact and stuff. Whereas Gia at least was kind of like <laughs> connecting with the audience. Um, okay, so kind of like... So far, you know, she's one of the girls the st- struggling the most along with Absolutely. Gia. Um, uh, sorry, Adriana, I thought that you, were, you weren't funny, but you were... 
Adriana had more jokes than, Adriana, than, than I'm she starting to realise Adriana you're actually quite funny <laughs> the more and more I listen to the rest of these queens should we see if Isis can pick the energy back up well she did the thing that she did that's amazing is she walked in and owned that stage yeah she walked in I'm here bam I'm hot yeah she, she took control of that stage and she started off with a good roast. She mm-hmm. started strong from the minute, like everyone knew straight away. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's got me. She's got me. Everyone knew straight away. Okay, this is someone who's going to do the damn job. Yes. That's, I mean, professional. Great jokes, great impressions. Beep, beep, beep. Like, <laughs> it was just so, so much versatility. I was not expecting this from her. Yeah. Um, I mean, the read to Brad about Born to be Brad. Now, let's think about it. He was born, and then they named him Brad, and then, then he named this book Born to be Brad. And it was just that look. The punchline was the, the eye look. Yeah. Which it I was find just so, so interesting because actually, I'm going to say Isis is one of the best of the evening. She was really, really good. I was so entertained by her. It was interesting. We've mentioned Isis's eye contact before and like she has a tendency to look off and yet she's delivering a lot of her jokes actually to her sisters rather than to the audience or to the stage. But having said that, when she turns on that eye contact, it's really impactful, like with that Brad joke. That made me laugh a lot. I really, really enjoyed that. But I just, I just, yeah, I just find the nature of her eye contact quite, quite interesting. Nerves. She was nervous. It's, it's, it's easier to face your sisters who you see every day mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are no threat you know like they're not threatening we're all in this together you know like when you're misery loves company you're in this show you feel comfortable with these girls even though you're competing with them so of course she finds more comfort talking to the girls because she has talked to them each all the time yes. but she hasn't talked to these strangers she's not really talked to the judges so obviously she, she's focused there on her sisters it's very much like when what was her name um why are you mad though why are you uh, mad Morgan. though why are you mad though yeah. why are you mad it's, it's like she performed her whole number to the girls because it's easier it's, it's less nerve-wracking than performing outwards to yes. an audience that is scarier overall though second best so far well it could have been the best, but she was cut off. She, she was, went off too she long. Off. She was cut off. She was she was too long, so she didn't get to. She had a great start, amazing middle, but we didn't get to see an end. And it just yes, it just there was like, no satisfying conclusion. Yeah, it's like you know, like there was no climax, and you, you've left me there, and I'm a bit disappointed. I enjoyed watching her enjoying herself though, because it really felt like she was living for like oh i can do this kind of like i didn't realize i can do this and i can do this and that was really enjoyable but yeah the wind was taken out of her sails by the time's up thing which they made a bit of a big deal about i hope your stay here was comfortable <laughs> whoever you are that was good i mean there's a look that amanda brugel gave to the producer when they said wrap it up i was like a death stare mm-hmm. so maybe they just wanted more and more she got lost in her momentum i don't they're on a schedule it's very much like um, i mean for whatever else how did they let sherry pie well i'm gonna say like you know sherry pie <laughs> in season 12 obviously the big plot point was that she ran over so much whatever we whatever else may be true about sherry pie's character she's a very good comedian and that's 
spot was very, very funny. They chose in that case to let her run on, make it a plot point afterwards, rather than in this case, they cut her off Mm. and made it a plot point. I wish we got to see the ending. I actually feel Adriana, even though she was cut off, she's still one of the best. Sorry, not Adriana. I still feel that um, Isis is one Mm. of the best. She was very good. Very I, comfortable. Yeah. I um it's just that she didn't get to finish and that is gonna play against her. Oh definitely. Because yeah. part of the challenge is to do a comedy roast within that set time. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Closing the show is Kamora mm-hmm. Amor. Kamora Amor. Um Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you start. I thought Kamora was funny. Yeah. Kamora had some good jokes in there. Um I th- she had like this pretty strong star i like the grumpy drag queen about isis joke i love the drake and drag joke about um kendall and those got a good reception and the stuff about amanda bruegel as well as stacy mckenzie oh oh is the the woman from the poem with the bitches with the hoods it was it was that was all very very good delivered confidently and so i i, I ended up thinking like kimura is one of the better girls in this roast actually i can i can think you know she was she's probably top three i actually think watching this okay she fizzled out at the end and what i thought was interesting is um brooklyn's lack of willingness to laugh at jokes about her cosmetic work sure it's a bit of an easy gag sure um we've heard them but you know it's not like she wasn't funny i mean for first of all, like it's just, it's probably like Brooklyn. Like, surely she knew that that was gonna be the first thing yeah. people come from. So she should have found her pace so that she could actually <laughs> laugh at herself. But does she think that she only got like subtle work done? You got a new face, girl. Like, yeah, it's not like a little touch up. It's not like a little bit. It's like a new face. It's like it's you like look it's like-, like Maleficent's daughter, <laughs> son. Brooklyn's internal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn's internal monologue is like my work is so subtle. Why are they? Why are they joking? Yeah, how can I be tell? Actually, um, yeah. Like, did one of these interns tell the yeah. girls that I had work? Who done? told them? How did yeah. they, how did they know about this work that I got done? Um, Kamora was she had funny moments yeah. mixed in with a lot of aggressive moments, and the, the, I felt like. Yeah. <coughs> The, I'm coughing, Tommy. You're you not are, once. You're not once asked me if I I'm sympathize. okay. I sympathise. I just want to draw attention. I, I could to be it. dying, but you know, it doesn't matter. You just carry on. Um, <laughs> I support she, you. There was a lot of humour thrown in with ag- aggression, which I felt was. I was just like, uh. she was. Look, one thing you can't say is that she. I mean, what you can say is that she is uh, a present. She was loud. She was yeah. proud. She was confident. And she delivered. She went there and delivered strongly. Things like one joke, the joke towards Adriana, which was very much like Darian Lakes. Adore Dalano. <laughs> I'm going to say this very slowly so that you can understand. You're dumb. <laughs> That's funny. But she did the kind of same thing to uh adriana mm-hmm. she said uh do you understand what i'm going to say you fucking suck oh that was a bit too much for me like she uh, there was a lot of f-bombs there's a reliance on like she, she did a detox okay. you fucking fuck and fuck 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 you don't rely on the f-word <laughs> i just at points that she came off for me quite like 
angry, but she was still funny, but it was a balance that she could... My feedback would be, don't rely on the F word a lot, and um, you are funny, yeah. so you don't need to go... Yeah, the aggression came off somehow. Her delivery was confident. Like, for me, I see... Oh, she was funny. She was good. Yeah, so I'm seeing two clear bottoms here who are Gia and Pythia. I see um, Adriana and Kimora vying for different middle places. And I see Kendall... And Isis is the funniest of the evening. How, do, do you disagree with any no, of that? No, I agree with that. But let's see Thank if the you. runway makes a difference. Category for the runway is Dungeons and Drag Queens. Ooh. Ooh. Who are we starting off with? So we're starting off with Geometric. Walking out in this kind of uh, reptilian, sort of scaled, petal sort of look. I think this is super duper cool. I think this is really, like, really avant-garde. And I... I can't think we've seen anything like this on the Drag Race runway before. She's definitely giving me kind of like baby dragon vibes. I don't know the specific reference, but for me, that I think I've mentioned them before. This is amazing Japanese designer called Rinosuke Okazaki, um, who I always have to be very careful with the pronunciation, who does these amazing like petal sort of like flowy components of their garments and yeah there's a green there's a green dress by them that that reminds this reminds me of tom yeah. if she was a pokemon who would she be Ooh, um maybe a petalil oh i see that yeah or a lilligan and what would her her superpower move be um she'd definitely use petal dance i was gonna say or, that or leaf storm i'd say petal dance because the way that she's moving or raise a leaf no, pedal dance. So okay. Just, just up there. Yeah. I like the look. Um, uh, it's, um, I love the way you described it, Tom, but the word I'm looking for was leafy. 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 She's leafy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, Not tall, not green, but leafy. Leafy, leafy. <laughs> I, I do like the look. Um, <coughs> the thing is, I don't know Dungeons and Dragons, so maybe this is a specific reference to it, some of the creatures or some of the, the characters on there, but it, I do love the possibly, look. Possibly. To me, if I was interpreting this theme, I'd be thinking like, oh, okay, sort of like medieval dragon, kind of dragon slaying those kind of themes, you know, yeah, dragons. America's Next Top Model, I, I think it's Cycle 9, the season that Salisha won, but they had an amazing photo shoot in there where they were doing like plants, um, flowers. Yes, I remember that Do one. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. oh my God, the, the picture that Jenna produced where she was moss, it was mm. just godly. And I'm just getting like flashbacks to um, that that photo shoot day with these looks. I just but, like um, think we can find like so much beauty in nature. I just, I love this look and it's a tick for me. Yeah. Next up, we've got Adriana. Now, I'm very excited about this because this is a very direct, very specific Hoke Tour reference. So this is um, Terry McGlare. This is a very famous look. It's been referenced by several queens before, most notably. Um, um, let me think. What's her name? Sorry, Sasha Bell. Yes, in the uh, one of the runways. In, in is this still her name? Seven. No, she's Frisbee Jenkins now. Frisbee <laughs> Jenkins. Frisbee Jenkins. Frisbee Jenkins. And um, Akira Davenport doing the promotion of All Stars Six as well. Very faithful reproduction of this look. So it's very famous, very iconic. Um, Terry McLaire. It's called La Chimère because I'm French. 
mm-hmm. not French, but I can do French. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, I think, like 1997-ish couture show. Iconic, beautiful, love this reproduction, fan of this, because the whole idea behind the look was that it was supposed to represent a, like a combination of different animals, insects, reptiles, fish. And so this is really, really successful and on theme, I think. I'm seeing the dragon from Shrek. But, right. <laughs> but um, you know, Donkey's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great look. Tom again, what Pokemon would this be? Ooh, it should be like a Salamence or something. Salamence. Yeah, something dragon type, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see it, I see it. <laughs> Talk to me about Miss Isis Couture. I love this. This is beautiful. So I guess kind of like the theme, the theme for me evokes like dragons, dragon slaying, you know, medieval times, that kind of thing. So I think it's on theme. She's For me, she's like Maleficent meets like the Queen of Hearts from Alice, Alice in Wonderland. What do you think? I think that she looks like a, Powerful, regal, badass bitch. She looks stunning. I love this. It's such a good look. Like, to me, it's a bit Alexander McQueen. It's something I could see stomping down an Alexander McQueen runway. Or there's this really amazing um, designer who sadly died this year, actually, Rocky Gathercall, who did a lot of these, like, elevated, like, Red Queen, kind of, like, opulent looks. It's polish. Pure polish. Oh, beautiful. This is so good. What Pokemon? That one would be like Gardevoir, but like a shiny version. Like a Mega Gardevoir, but like a shiny red version. I like that. Yeah. It's a tick for me. Now, Kindle Gender. This, I think, and, and I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, or like I don't know it very well, but this to me, isn't this Khaleesi? Tom, me and you are the same. I've not seen Game of Thrones. I don't come for us, but the reason I didn't watch Game of Thrones is that when it was out, I was I think I was at university or mm-hmm. um and I didn't need anything to obsess over. Yeah. Um, because I didn't need anything to distract me mm-hmm. and everyone was saying that it's addictive and I was like, Oh, that kind of put me off and I so I avoided watching it. And I think happily if I had a weekend off, I would happily do a full-on Game of Thrones marathon. I'd like to do Game of Thrones sometime. Because I mean, we've done Harry Potter marathons. Yeah, it's such like cultural touchstone. Um, I do believe, look, from my limited knowledge, I think this is Khaleesi, Queen of the Dragons. Um, but very, very beautiful. Very that kind of like Alexander McQueen for Givenchy. Um, kind of Grecian goddess yes. runway. There, I, I love the look. And um, the thing is, so far, we've seen these extravagant designs that when she's walking out after those queens, this looks a bit um, empty. I will say we've seen um, two I'm very, not... very grand yeah. runways. And so, yes, yes, yes. I, I can I can see... No, sorry, three grand runways, actually. Um yeah, okay, okay, but I do think Only when I the play theme. the only only if I'm playing the comparison game on this on its own, this look is divine. Yeah. But I bet you when we start seeing them lined up, it's gonna look a little anemic. Is it the word Tom? Am I using yeah, that correctly? I, I think I used that word once and you've really, really run with that one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I just you know when you learn a new word and you just want to put it into every conversation? Oh my god, that's so anemic. Oh my god. I, I think she's pretty and again, like Kendall's thing is like showing off her curves and swerves and she looks every inch the catwalk catwalk model in this 
Uh, next up, we have uh, Kimura Amor. So I've got really, really mixed thoughts on this in the sense that she's beautiful and she looks grand. And Say she- that properly. She's I look off into middle distance and I say, she's beautiful. So she's every inch kind of like a runway diva with this. She's Again, it's very pageant, yeah, for Kimura. Um, Is this on theme? Yeah, I guess, in a way, because I can see her being like the kind of like medieval queen with the the feathers, detox with the feathers. Feathers. if I think of runway references, it's giving me very, very like Alexander McQueen again. Sorry, really over, over overusing McQueen this this episode, but like the Horn of Plenty runway, there was this gorgeous look. There was like pure black feathers. Um, there's the Asylum um, uh, collection as well. That was again lots of options, like you know Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven, all that kind of thing. Um, do I think she had this dress and made it fit the theme? Yes. I do. I do. Does she look beautiful? Yes, she does. Um, I'm not sold she's very, on the, very grand. the tan, the tan elements of this dress. I wish the focus was more of the black mm. and um, it was a black garment. But for me, there's something about the tan. The sort of nude, nude illusion that's not working. Yeah, that's just that that doesn't really go together for me. For me, remember, for my knowledge of you. fashion is is Primark, Primani, but um, my eyes aren't falling in love with this. I think she looks beautiful, but perhaps... The dimensions are off for me. Slightly the top of the wing the and the bottom of the wing and the small horns and then the her, her body... Sh- I mean, it's just for me, just for myself, I'm, I'm not... I think looking at it, when I look at the details, there's there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of expense gone into this gown, but it, it's it's cool and it's gorgeous, and she looks beautiful. It might slightly miss the theme of the runway, is all I'm saying. Okay, is she I'll the look- queen of the crows? Yeah. If we, if I can like fit that into, is the she universe. coming for more of Rose's gig? Absolutely, <laughs> Doctor Clara Mandrake. Hold S- on to your feathers. Speaking of Doctor Clara Mandrake, next we have Pythia. Now this is absolutely fan effing tastic, and one of the best things I think I've ever seen on a Drag Race runway. So Pythia walks down the runway as a sort of like uh, Galliano for Dior, kind of Edwardian kind of yes. I'm sleek, I'm couture, I'm I'm a very expensive lady. And then she's a centaur and it's this whole like puppet arrangement and it's absolutely fantastic. The only thing this reminds me of really is um, perhaps our international listeners won't be as familiar with her, but we're very famous kind of like reality TV star slash glamour model in the UK called Katie Price slash Jordan. And there was a promotion that she did for one of her campaigns because obviously she franchised a bunch of stuff and she, she had a collection of like accessories for horses because she's really into equestrian stuff. And she did this promo look where she was like that. She was like a centaur with like this whole kind of attachment on her back. And that's what it reminds me of. And I think this is, absolutely bloody fantastic well done pythia amazing i mean she's got some bloody iconic looks this season this, the two this heads girl this, and then this. this girl is super duper talented when it comes to out of the box inventive drag looks like how phenomenal is this okay so my turn now i'm just really excited i'm okay. sorry it's a great look it's a great look i love it it's, it's camp it's funny it's smart and intelligent. Now, we've seen the looks, Tom. For me, 
Um, the tops for the roast was Kindle and Isis. Yeah. For me, um, the only thing is that Isis didn't finish her set. Mm-hmm. So Kendall may have taken it. But then I, I think people will also appreciate the um, uh, Kimura's uh, roast. So she has to be up there, maybe in the top three, Kimura. The win should, for me, should be given to Kendall. I agree. I'm going for Kendall. This I do feel like this is Kendall's week. Uh, I'm not mad about it. I love Kendall to bits. The bottom this week is going to be well. It should it should be geometric and Pythia. Could that amazing runway look keep Pythia out of the bottom? Well, if Boas look saved her from the bottom, this look is ten times that. The so thing is, if we, they're gonna do that, then they better be consistent, and then Pythia could be saved. I do think poor Gia. Gorgeous as she looks in the runway, like her roast was probably the worst, unfortunately. But then if we don't put Pythia in the bottom, who do we? Because Kendall, um, sorry, Kimura was good. Um, I'll be Adriana. Adriana had her moments, but that runway look from Adriana is fantastic as well. Like this is, this is what I keep saying about Drag Race Canada. The runway looks are absolutely extraordinary. They're beautiful. They are. Yes. I think Kendall for the win. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know what? I kind of want to see Pythia lip sync in that look because it, it could be amazing. Depending on the song. Against Gia. Like, I mean, <laughs> a bit of Ethan can be. No. So my tops are um, Kendall for the win with Isis and Kamora on the top. And then the lip syncing tonight should be Gia versus either Pythia or Adriana. Yep. Yep. Let's have a look. Wrap it up really quickly, okay? The winner this week is Kendall Jenner. Finally, Yay! thankfully, I love the fact that Kendall finally has a win. Absolutely. And like, we've always seen her as a contender, but that's confirmed now. Yeah. And the, so the girls we have in the bottom two are Gia, which we predicted, and Kimura, which we didn't really predict, but she got harsh critiques from the judges. Well, to be honest, can I just say this? I did have her down for near the bottom, but then I didn't want to be like, oh, she's an angry black woman. Because... I did. I thought she was quite angry and harsh. Well, I, so I, I was like, maybe this is just her passion. But then every all the judges were saying that she came across with that energy, and I'm like, well, that's what I thought. Well, so yes, I did see this, and I was just trying to be PC. But now that they, everyone else said, it, I'm like, yeah, I can feel my feelings. Well, maybe it's my white girl, but yeah. um, <laughs> I, I actually genuinely think that Pythia's set was weaker, and Pythia's runway. Arguably oh. saved her from the Oh, absolutely. It was oh, absolutely. One of the best. I'm going to say it's one of the best runways I've ever seen on Drag Race. Pythia it was, so was saved by that gown, period. But Having this- said that, I would still say, you know, it's a toss-up between Adriana and Kimura, who you actually put in the bottom there. But there we go. Who we have in the bottom is Gia versus Kimura. Now, Kimura said in Untucked that she was, she checked out. That her time has come. She's gonna. She's she's walking out. Basically, if, if you she ask, said that she's given up. If you ask me, that sealed her fate. <clears throat> I think saying that out loud with producers around is a recipe for being put in the bottom two. Okay. And it saddened me a lot. It really saddened me to hear Kimura say that. And while I understand that as an esteemed queen with a really strong pageant background, it's really, really difficult to be in in a in a. Competition like Drag Race, which has such a strict set of criteria and doesn't always respect queens who are amazing queens outside of the show, it still disappointed me and I felt disheartened. I yeah. kind of like saw the writing on the wall. How confident and 
as though I don't know if the word's arrogant for you to go into a competition only and only expect good things to be said about you. Have you seen the show? <laughs> like, it sounds to me like, oh, they don't like me, they don't like me, and I know when my time is good, I'm not going to win the crown. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, this is, this is the gig. This is the gig, girl. By the same token, though, like, girls do enter there with a certain reputation and a, I guess, kind of expectation of respect. Maybe that's what Kimura's feeling. I want to talk about the lip sync. For me, it was so cringe. Their lip sync was so cringe. Because Kimura was just like a shadow on Gia during the song. Hey, you know what? If you've checked out, good. You, If you've checked out, either walk out, which I don't think you should do anyway, or perform, but don't... Don't distract the other performer. Have enough respect yeah. for the other person yeah. and let them shine. But don't sabotage them. And I felt for me, if I was that performer, I would have been very angry. If she's not engaging back with you, mm. that she has told you. She doesn't need to say it, but if she's not engaging with what you're doing, she has already told you, no, I am not engaging. I am not taking a part of this. But she didn't. She she just kept doing it and kept being really awkward, kept being in her space. How am I supposed to perform with someone so close to me? How am I supposed to enjoy the music and enjoy the song and enjoy the performance with someone just right there in my zone, in my space? I thought that was really rude. I thought that was very disrespectful. If, you, if you're checked out, then you check your ass out. But don't sabotage me. It's like... I'm sorry, I, I fully agree with you, but like your kind of passion there really made me laugh. So yeah, because, I'm, because I'm a performer, and if someone tries to stuff up my I performance, know, I know. And, and so, like, it's okay for you to be angry at yourself and angry at your performance, but don't it doesn't mean that you have to. I think we've like, seen affect me. We've seen several queens, even in the past year, actually have this similar sort of sentiment where it's like, I don't feel like I'm being respected, so I'm checking out. And like, okay, so, you know, we've seen several different examples. We saw Ginny Lemon walk right off. We saw Inti not not lip sync. She didn't even come out. And then we saw Davina Nermi just stand, stand there. Okay, so we've seen three different takes on it, which have a degree of respect, I would say, for your opponent. This lack that, unfortunately. Like, the the kind of shadow thing distracted This was Mimi, Gia. I'm first thing. It was. She, Mimi, I'm first yeah. Gia. I just think Kimura, for, for this is a wonderful queen who has such experience, could have done this differently. And, like... For such a wonderful, smart queen, what's even more rude is that I know for a fact if someone did this to her... She would not appreciate she it. Not appreciate She's a seasoned that. queen. She does pageants. She knows the importance of staying on. And she and all these shenanigans stuff would yeah. not would not fly on the pageant scene. So she knows what she's doing, but she's saying, I don't care. It's, a, it's, it's okay for you not to care about you. Yeah. But it's rude and selfish for you to do that to another fellow performer. And it was for me, it was very disrespectful. I think we're in agreement that Gia deserves the win here. So let's see what the outcome is. 
As we expected, Kimura's gone. It didn't have to end like that. No, it didn't. She's been such a loved queen. She's so lovely. She could have just done a great lip sync. And if she was, if she went home, she went home. Like but, she, she clearly regretted the decisions that she made based on emotion, I would say, in the last few moments. And like, that saddens me. For, like, I don't want that to be like Kimura's story. last. Like, she's so much better than that. Um... I'm actually like, I, I genuinely feel like really quite saddened. And I, I, I know I've had three, three or four drinks at this point, but like, like there's something about it just like, it, it gives me a real sense of sadness. And I think she, as a queen, she's better than her exit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a downer, actually. <laughs> Even though one of our faves, Kendall, has, been, has, has got her win this week. It, it feels like a sad exit for Kimura, but there we go. The thing is, Kimura could have stayed because yeah. even though G is going to win, this is G's second time. So it was a level, it was a level playing field in terms of that lip sync. Do you think maybe she she saw the writing on the wall with the critiques, and then that song, which is obviously not her, that song for me. If if I had to choose, their song was more for Gia. So she was, was kind of, like, yeah, I mean, she was like, okay, that's the song choice for today. Okay, that's the feedback. All right, the writing's on the wall. That, so she's like, I think she gave up then. That's quite possible. I'm not going to judge her emotional reaction in that situation because it's obviously entirely valid. Having said that, she just strikes me as somebody who could put so much personality and fun into a lip sync, even though we've not seen a lip sync before. Um, it was Gia's second time in the bottom, even though Gia also has a win. And like, I honestly think if Kimura had kept her trap shut and untucked and not been so negative about wanting to leave, she might not even have been in the bottom two. I think Pythia was more worthy. Adriana was arguably equally worthy as Kimura's being in the bottom two. It's so hard when you're in the bottom, when you're in the top six to really find bottoms when people are doing well. Mm. She was not the worst performer this week. Well, she wasn't in lip sync. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us again. Moving forward, the podcast might come out a bit earlier because we're not doing UK anymore. So (laughs) um, you might not have to wait till we're still decided to tell you. Yeah, we haven't had that talk yet. Guys, I've started watching watching Thailand on Wild Presents. It's amazing. Check it out, guys. Yeah, I saw it and it just came off more authentic. Oh, these girls These are amazing. queens are very good, and I can't wait to finish watching uh, it. Any of you guys who have Wild Presents Plus, season two of Drag Race Thailand's on there. These girls are amazing. Yeah. Well, that's us for today. Um, join us next time for Canada Drag Race. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.